This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, by the way. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio at your leisure. And you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website if you over mind you, <laughs> as we would have said back home. Morning, boys. Good morning. morning. Um, I like um, at your leisure and if you over mind transatlantic today. Exactly. It's always good to have um, alternatives because you don't know who you're going to meet. You could be in a bureau de change, for example, and you never know who's going to come in next and from, from whence. Do you still get the... Uh, I miss the bureau de change. You know what? I've had a whole burst. Have you know, we used to do a thing on this show called Whatever Happened To. Yeah. And I, uh, well, this was, uh, as some of you may have guessed, this was the jingle. And then it would be a thing that I hadn't seen for a long time. Mm. And I sort of had a few this week come to my mm. mind. But the Bureau de Change, I thought, still. Uh, oh, I, I think it's. I think it still exists, doesn't it? Otherwise, where do people get their change? <laughs> Uh, I think it exists, but uh, I imagine the, uh, I don't know, I imagine people are less likely to, to take too much cash abroad with them, well, you people, see. Do people still the use cash? Yeah, but you thought, you, we, it was a revelation to you maybe six months ago that travellers' checks were a thing of the past. <laughs> I know, well, I got, um, I had a long conversation at a New York hotel desk about they wouldn't cash my travellers' checks. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even mention the luncheon vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, Bureau de Change. If I... And, I, and one never writes this off, you know. I used to have an enormous drinking problem. If I was homeless... If I was homeless, I would sit outside a Bureau de Change. That would be my slot. And as people came in and out, I'd say, have you got any spare change, please? <laughs> Just so I still had a bit of comedy in my life, even in that period uh -huh. of, of hardship and perhaps loneliness. Um, Goodness. <laughs> if there's any homeless people listening, you can have that. you having lots of... Um it might lead to you having lots of small denomination foreign coins, though, which may not be ideal for the yeah, that is purchases true. that you're hoping to make. <laughs> that is true. Lovely euphemism there, Al. The purchases you're hoping to make. <laughs> I like it. I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I think we all know what I the didn't purchases. know what his tipple of choice would be in this uh, hypothetical. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it wouldn't be. if I, I, I wouldn't be doing that, of course, no. if I was. I'd be mainly um, crisps. I've always dreamt of living on crisps. Mm. You know how Nick... Mm. Is it Nick Cage who um, in, is in a film where he goes to New York to drink himself to death? 808, absolute Vegas, radio. Is it, it leaving Las Vegas? It could well be. And I've always thought I had... I, that I was it's that, Las Vegas. I, I, I've got that to fall back on if, I, if things go wrong for me. I can go um, to, yeah. to West Bromwich and drink myself to death. Okay, well, it's lovely to know. Yeah. How, how, everyone, how is everyone? Well, I think you gotta have, you got to have a dream if you ain't got a dream. How are you going to have a dream? I don't know if you can sing that song anymore. I think it's been written off oh, as... It, is it problematic? I think it's problematic, yeah. Okay. Is can it? I tell you... You can sing it in the voice, oh, I would think. Well, I think it's... Um, 
I, d- I can't even discuss the grounds without putting all our careers on the line. We can't discuss the grounds, but oh, I would okay. like to... I haven't heard that since I worked at Kenco. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to leave you with this taster. Okay. Frank, Alan, you may recall Frank made uh, a joke combining Domestos, the product, with the character Davros from uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. And he felt it was one of his finest ever jokes. I thought my greatest work. He was very work. pleased with himself, I, was. I remember right now. Well, we've had some responses from the outside world. Uh, anything from Michael Wisher? <laughs> No. Or is someone who played Davros? <laughs> dead. I think dead. But, you know. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Give me some Davros. So, and, and I, we will rule the world. Sorry, very angry Davros. Ow, this is Frank's ultimate fantasy. Not only is it potential praise with a Doctor Who theme. So, firstly, Simon Lee. I'll just share two with you. Old Simon Lee the Huntsman. Simon Lee Mm -hmm. says... Anyone who got that, congratulations. Hi all. Just finished listening to last week's podcast and I have to agree that Frank's Domestos joke is one of the best I've ever heard. Okay, that's one. I mean, amazing. He won't like one of the. It changed my life. I would say I had a road to Domestos experience. Oh. <laughs> well, wait till you hear what Bob has to say. Bob! Fair play. Hearing Frank's Davros Domestos joke in real time was a privilege. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag... Mm. Where were you when Frank did the Davros Domestos joke? Well, that's, that's what I feel like. And it's much nicer than when Kennedy got shot. Isn't it? It's a more positive celebration yeah. of the human spirit and ingenuity. It is. Than, uh, than blowing somebody's head off, for goodness sake. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do one of these. Here we go. Whatever happens to... Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to people sleeping in the house with a newspaper <laughs> over their face? My dad would come home, read the paper, and then, because we got the light on and that, and the telly, for, for somehow it blocked out everything, he'd lie back, put the newspaper over his, generally the Daily Mirror, and then he would sleep for like an hour or so, like that. And sometimes you might spot a dad on the beach. I, I found. Yeah, but on the beach you can see it as a protective thing. But oh, this was okay. just to keep the light out of his eyes. And I just wondered if anyone still does it. It was an incredible... The closest I've come, I spoke to Mo Farah once about sleeping in an oxygen tent, but it's not quite the same, is it? No. Much more elaborate. And did he not get newsprint? This was in the days when the, uh, the newsprint would have... It was very hard to tell, because we didn't we only washed our face about once a fortnight. <laughs> so uh, that wouldn't have been a big... Uh, we didn't often get Was your the, dad a uh, bath or a shower fan? Look, can I be absolutely honest with yeah. you? In order to get hot water in our house, mm. you had to put the coal fire on to heat up the water. I would say me... By the time my brothers and sisters had left and it was just me, mum and my dad, I would say in a year, if we had five baths between us, that must have been a hell of a summer. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't a thing. We had stuff in the bath. It was a storage area. (laughs) 
Um, you know, times have changed. Well, ours was a storage area. My parents kept um, kept alcohol in there sometimes Did on they? ice. Or took yes. Assy's milk. <laughs> um, I um, ours was in the uh, was in the kitchen as well. It was there was the cooker and the bath in the same room. Anyway, look, you don't know where about I, my. I feel uh, really, I feel really humdrum now that my family <laughs> used the bath as a bath. Uh, yeah. Well, there you it's go. So boring. I mean, it's, you know, kind of for any young people listening, I think it's good to bathe or shower. You know, I didn't get a t- I didn't get a toothbrush till I was thirteen. Um, I'm not saying these are good things. I'm saying um, you know we've all we've, progress. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here is a funny thing. Here is a funny thing. I, um, for the first, I've got a dog now, and for the first yeah. time, there was a, and remember my neighbour who brought round the uh, the alarm clock of um, human waste that time. Yeah. 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 And also sang, obsessively sang the song Little Georgie Washington Never Told a Lie. Well, another thing, they used to come round and when our dog went absolutely mad mm. on um, the lady's entrance, they um, would always... I mean, he did that to everyone who came to the house. He would go crazy. Okay. And she would say, right. oh, he can, he can smell our dog on me. She mm. always said that. And this yeah. week... I was out with the dog and someone stroked and he went mad. She went uh, mad. And uh, the person said, oh, he can spell our dog on uh, me. And it reminded me yeah. that this, the next door neighbour said it so much that I started um, influenced by my um, regular Catholic mass going. I converted it to a sort of Gregorian chant. <laughs> He can smell our dog on me. And I used to do it all the time. It became a sort of a tick of mine. <laughs> he can smell. I've forgotten all about it. So what everyday remark have you uh, converted into a liturgical chant? Like 1215. <laughs> he can smell our dog on me. Oh, marvellous. Anyway, what about, what about this? Whatever happens to Whatever happened to putting tea in the saucer if it was too hot and drinking it out of that? Oh, yeah. They don't oh, do that. Last of the they summer wine. They don't do that anymore, do they, Bab? <laughs> I haven't. Do, they, right, do, do they do it, last of the summer wine? Do no, they? We all do. Everybody did it. I really? mean, tea must have got a lot hotter in those days because I I never experienced tea now and think this is utterly undrinkable. So tell me um, what you did. You'd pour it in the saucer and drink it sort of like a can. No, I... We didn't know, but we were, we were doing sort of practical. Pour it into your face off a plate. Like. Yeah, it's like practical physics that if you increase yeah. the surface area, the temperature drops mm-hmm. more quickly. Which we didn't know it was doing it in those it's terms. Shame mm. we didn't have a jingle for a now for the science bit. There. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> popular science, as of course people call it. Yeah, the, yeah, the other alternative. Yeah, Brian Cox moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is you could just wait. For yeah, and we down. used to uh, we used to get our sauces and put tea in them. And, uh, and uh, we didn't know. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't know because it's not important. It just worked, Brian. Brian, you wearing that hoodie again? Come on. Um, Frank. And it's all maths. It becomes maths. We know that as soon as you get into it. Yeah. Science. So relax. Would okay. you like to know the answer to whatever happened to people sleeping with a newspaper over their face? Well, who wouldn't? 
Act 1250. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Henson. Can you save it? Because um, the producer's doing uh, Oh, come on. So, um, we, because of that, we're going to go have a short break and then we'll be back with the answer to do people still sleep with the newspaper over their face um, in a domestic setting? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Whatever happened to people sleeping with a newspaper over their face? Mm. Matt Henson... Indoors, this is. Indoors. Matt Henson says they move with the times. I mean, it's very ah. good. That's very, very fine. OK. Quality, that. Yeah. That, that was a good one, so... See, that's it. You can't, you can't sleep with the times over your face anymore because it's behind the paywall. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though I mean all, if they're all going online yeah. and all you can always get your free papers now for, for sleeping stuff I wonder if they actually absorbed any of the news while sleeping under it the way there used to be a theory that if you put oh, your yeah. homework under the pillow when you woke up in the morning some of it would have soaked into your brain I mean, if you ever had to do that, that really was the last refuge of the desperate, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Bilbo Bakewell oh, good. has got in touch <laughs> regarding Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Uh, you The bit that sounds like coming to Jamaica. Coming to Jamaica, coming to Jamaica. I've never known what that... Am I, I going to find out what he actually says now? Bilbo has um, sorted this out for you. He says uh, it's Michael Stipe is singing Call Me When You Try To Wake Her Up with the backing well, vocals of Call Me When You Try To Wake Her. Oh, so okay. he's actually well, saying, oh, well, wow, does he get it all in there? Call Me When You Try To Wake Her Up. Well, 195 <laughs> is suggesting that it's Come On In, Try To Wake Her Up. Come On In, Try To Wake Her Up. Um, no, come On In, <laughs> 845, who I think might be having a shot in the dark, is suggesting, I always thought that song sounded like it was saying covered in charred bacon. I'm not sure that's <laughs> No, I don't, I don't know. We're Sounds getting into, delicious. We're, we're getting, getting into misheard lyrics here. Me. I'm thinking yeah, it's, a, it's a lyric that works a bit like a yard of ale. I don't know if you ever tried to drink a yard of ale, but it's all going very well. And then if you over tilt, you get a ball of like a tsunami of beer coming down the pipe towards you and you're in trouble. And it's a bit like this. The lyrics suddenly go, and it's all, it's all bursting out. We still don't quite know what he said. Yard of Ale is what you'd be spending your foreign coins on in that uh, counterfactual outside the Bureau de Charme, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't, I didn't like drinking it by the yard. I found it was a bit showy. I was on the uh, plane back from Ibiza once and I sat next to a gentleman. Legend. Yes. I sat next to a gentleman who'd won a, who had a certificate he was showing me. Uh, it was a, an actual certificate for drinking, drinking a yard of ale faster than anyone else no. in his entire 1830s group. Respect. Can I say there is more to it? Alan's actually clapping. <laughs> Alan didn't say legend, which is incredible. Um, no, he was, he was so moved he yeah. could only applaud. I no, but thought a moment of applause was relevant. To, to the man's credit, I would say that um, there's more to drinking a yard of ale than just being able to drink that much beer. There is a technique Technique to it. You got to you got to know your tilt angles. Mm. Yeah. They seem to be all over those. Yeah. We also have. When you come back on the plane from a beat, <laughs> do you see people with like a little bit of foam in their ear? 
from the from a phone party. I love the idea <laughs> of that. Are people in like normal clothes, or are they still just in like flowered shorts and and beads? Yeah, that sort of stuff. He was in stonewashed denim. Oh, okay. You know, we're all God's children. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not holding that against him. <laughs> Did he have a certificate for that as well? <laughs> to say where the stones were um, sourced from. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We have from Juan Lyle. Juan? Okay. Uh, yeah, what, what's Juan Lyle got to say? A suggestion incorporating an anecdote of mine with the Sidewinder song lyric. Oh, okay. Juan suggests playing back from a B also oh, fits yeah. very nicely. It does work nicely. Song. Playing back okay. from a B mm-hmm. I like that. He can smell a dog of me. He can, no, that doesn't work. It works better as a liturgical chant. He can smell a dog on me. <laughs> yes. Can he though? Love Island's back when this week we were just talking about that. Well, it was Al, let's be honest, because yeah. he wanted to know the dates to set up his... Um, BBC, BBC are trying to bring out a less racy, sort of a more, you know... Dip. They're doing uh, River Island, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's people going in and trying I wonder what people all wear. Yeah, exactly. Not overly expensive jackets and things they yeah. try on in there. It's lovely. A lot of brown wood, I always think, River Island. Yeah. Brown wood finish to their <laughs> shops. Nice. Do you think I've had watching think them. they're trying to give it a sort of uh, Howard's Way theme almost? What, River life Island? on the river. Yeah. There's yeah. a slight nautical. I'd idea. watch. If River Island was on one side and Love Island was on the other, I'd watch River Island. <laughs> Would you? Um, Such is I my think... loyalty to. Is it St. Anne? Is it St. What's their brand? Is it St. Anthony or something? Oh, do they? <laughs> you know when shops have got a brand that's different from their shop? Like St. Um, St. Michael. St. Michael and... Used to be Martin Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, I have yeah. a feeling that they there's... They don't do that. I think River Island has got its own name. Oh. Am I wrong? If there's anyone out there... I had a, a friend of mine used to window dress for uh, River Island. Okay, stop showing off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, connected. Yeah. John Hopkins, boys. Hopkins? He, doesn't he call a lot, John Hopkins? Is he a he regular? does, but not to a degree where it's disturbing. He's a lovely regular. <laughs> I think of it because I once saw a one-man play about the Victorian priest poet Gerard Manley Hopkins, which begins with him saying, Hopkins, Hopkins, over and over, just to hear the sound of his own name. So every time you say it, I think of that. And this week, I've actually done it out loud. <laughs> Uh, that was a poetry song, everyone. Broadcasting to you live. You bet you're a bippy. Uh, John Hopkins yeah. has a lovely image of you sat outside the Smethwick Bureau de Change yeah. with a selection of hats to collect all your different currencies. He's suggesting oh. uh, Beret for Franks. Yeah, yeah, Fran- yeah, Franks, of course. Yeah. Uh, Fez for your Turkish lira. Isn't the problem that they're all euros now, most of it? Yes. yes. But he's unencumbered by these details. OK. Sombrero. Uh, that would be pe- Mexican pesos. Yeah. Yeah. And bowler hat for sterling. Very nice. Oh, nice. The only one that's uh, still legal tender. But if you collect it outside the Bureau de Change, it wouldn't matter if some of your change 
was from overseas because at the end of the night, at one minute to five, you could nip into the Bureau de Change and get it all, become a little thing. Oh, here's Alfie. You could, here's you Alfie could try, with the, but I uh, bet they wouldn't take coins. Really? I bet they would. Oh, you'd have to go on a plane and put them in that little envelope for the poor <laughs> children. Oh, no. And how are you going to do that if you don't have any money? I mean, the whole you know scheme it- has fallen <laughs> to pieces. Oh, sigh, exclamation mark. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8 12 15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show about that via the Absolute Radio website. Website, we my just... eye. We... Sorry. Al, I was going to say we've had contact. <laughs> we've had contact from Helen Haywood. Thanks for the tip. HH. I'm trying to tell my partner the Domestos and Davros joke, but I can't remember mm. it. Hell, yeah. it two went, exclamation marks. It went like this. I, I think you brought up Davros, um, mm. just uh, Emily, just just in case anyone thinks I keep crowbarring in Doctor Who. And I and you said <laughs> you never really see him at home, do you? He's very, you never see him relaxing. And I said, no, you never see the domestic life of Davros, or Domestos, as I like to call it. That was the joke. Mm. Um, it fell off me like windfall fruit. <laughs> there was no previous crafting that I was aware of other than my subconscious um, comedy genes. Okay. Have you seen my comedy genes? Stonewashed. <laughs> I mean, who knew yeah. we'd get the director's cut of the well, exactly. joke? Yeah, I thought, I, well, it's sort of that, the commentary, DVD commentary. On the uh, domestic like yeah. yeah. Why not? It's fine. No, I think we were going to talk about that dark-haired woman from Friends. Oh, Courtney. Yeah, oh, you didn't do it. No. You're supposed to say <laughs> Courtney Cox, I and I say not lately. There's very <laughs> few right. jokes. It's, it's, a, it's a poultry hunting joke. There are very few jokes that you can really lead people into. It's something I've discovered. Why do you think I intentionally avoided that one? If you say <laughs> my dog, because dog's, of the nature of it. If you say my dog's got no nose, uh, how does people, it smell? What's the how chances of someone saying how does it smell? I mean, exactly why I'd never asked that question. Yeah, it's it's very <laughs> hard. If anyone's got any jokes where you can genuinely entrap the other person into giving you the feed line, I'd like to know mm. what they are. My but, wife's gone on holiday. Yeah, but on no holidays. one's going to say. My wife's gone to the West <laughs> the Indies. Indies yeah. Who's going to say Jamaica? Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> what about my wife's just gone to uh, Italy, Genoa? Should do. We've been married six years. And of course, my wife's just gone to Indonesia, Jakarta. Now she went on an airplane. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or, or of her, of her own accord was uh, is that Jamaica? Yeah, we've got we've got yeah. all of them here. But people, what I'm saying about those jokes is that people don't they don't say they don't take the bet. Yeah, yeah, they don't say Jakarta if you said you've been to Indonesia. They ju- and they certainly no. don't say Genoa. It's mainly generally pronounced Genoa. And and who would yeah. for who would that be the first port of call if they thought of someone going to Italy? They'd say Rome or Venice or 
Mm. I'm not really sure people's general geography knowledge is good enough for these jokes. No, actually. but I'm on about ge- there's, there are general <laughs> jokes where someone, you know, you take my holidays, I can't, I don't have time. That kind of people don't, they don't naturally lead you in. It's and, and I can try. I mean, I thought Courtney Cox was a, was in with a chance. There, but no, no, I intentionally avoid those routes, Frank. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, thought- Courtney Cox, in case you don't know, <laughs> Courtney Bass Cox, I think she was um, christened. Is that right. Yeah. Was she? B A double S. Could oh, be Bass. Oh, she anything to do with Lance Bass, the cosmonaut who used to be in. Um, one of those boy bands. Cosmonaut? Yeah. I know you always ask this and you say, what, is he Russian? <laughs> no, he trained as a cosmonaut, Lance Bass. Okay. Google it. Um, ah, well, now she's one, fishy to me. She's no, one of the Basscocks. Still, never mind the Basscocks. <laughs> oh, Frank. Let's get on. What she's done this week, we should say, mm. Courtney, is, bear in mind, this is a woman who was in... What would you would it be reasonable to call it the biggest sitcom of all time? It's yes. certainly one of, isn't it? Yeah, she was in that for ten years, mm-hmm. um, and I, they end they all ended up on a million pound an episode, a million dollars an episode. Yeah, it's all right, isn't it? It's but, not bad. But now I don't know how long it's been since um, it ended. But now she has been in an interview with Howard Stern. Um, mm-hmm. Saying 1996 that it still really gets on her nerves that she wasn't omina- uh, nominated for uh, an Emmy in that mm. time, whenever it, all the other cast were. Now mm. she is my kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is still gnawing. <laughs> oh man, good old Courtney. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Ultra Magnus has contacted us, one Uh of our regulars. Uh He says, Calling Friends, the biggest sitcom of all time, is doing hashtag Shane a massive disservice. Well, mm, I think I'm probably on fairly safe ground. In case you don't know, I I wrote and starred in a sitcom (laughs) called Shane. I wrote two series and only one of them was broadcast. Although, Over to you. you. I think, and I'd... you do take a Courtney Cox, uh, Courtney Cox public uh, bitterness approach exactly. to discussing it. I do. <laughs> I think I, this is what I like about because oh. Courtney could go on. I mean, she's you know she she won other awards while she was doing yeah. that show. She did, and then she did like mm. Cougar Town and won mm. awards. But yeah. I think we can't get round the fact. Up. You don't have to dig very deep into this conversation where. Um, she mentions that, but all the others won them. And then she says, now I'd like to have been in the studio when she said this. She said, I was really happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> I hope there was a silence in which she looked at Howard Stern and pulled a face of, I wasn't. Um, I mean, let's be honest. When I read that, I thought, yeah, it seems legit. Can you imagine now if, let's say, on Unplanned, David. Uh, Deal had mm. been nominated. The child who sung It'll Never Work yeah. in the opening credits, mm-hmm. and perhaps a makeup artist had all been nominated for a BAFTA, and Frank hadn't. I'd have been happy yeah. for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> to die. Let me finish my sentence. We let me finish my sentence, please. Okay. Um, I, ne- I must say, I never, I never. Were you a friends uh, person, either of you two? Oh. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Can I tell? You, I tell you. I, obviously, I was a bit. Uh, I found the title a bit alienating. <laughs> Oh yeah, in in real life, mine have all gone. But I, I like the sitcom. Oh, yeah. Frank approached it with the Captain Kirk. What is this concept of friends <laughs> yeah. you talk of? Well, also, I remember there was a period when I thought it was um, I, the way the Friends logo is. There's like a dot between each letter. And I thought it was one of those shows where you would find out what the, the, the actual title was. And it was, it, it was like, you know, female, oh, yeah. red, independent, um, et cetera, et cetera. Approaching mm. it like some robot or something. No, but it's, why has it got the dots? F dot R dot. Why the dots? In the friend's Does it logo. have dots? It yes, has a it dot between each letter, yeah. Do you know it was that oh. 90s Comic Sans whole thing? You know, the yeah. fonts were all over the shop. Oh, no, it, was, it, was I... it was a very bad font era, the 90s. Yeah. Can I tell you what I thought? I will. Okay. I feel <laughs> Friends was technically faultless. I would mm. call it the Pete Sampras <clears throat> of TV oh, shows. Oh. I like my comedy a little bit more John McEnroe. Bit more Shane, okay. bit more yeah. um, Hit Larry miss. Sanders. No, a bit darker right. in areas and uh, more okay. dangerous. I also yeah. had an issue with the fact that, as we know in real life, people that good looking are never that funny. Okay? Right. So don't get the good looking actors, don't give them all these whip smart lines. I think ugly writers is the answer <laughs> to that issue, obviously. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I find that's a general uh, role that people have gone with. I like that it, it's timeless message that good looking people are never short of company. I think that's an important thing to hammer home to the world's youth. I was talking about the annoying fact that there are some jokes um, that you have to lead people into giving you the feed line, and often they won't. They won't do it. Yeah. Par example, um, I went swimming yesterday, and a crocodile bit off one of my toes. Nobody ever says which one, and then you can say, "I don't know." Those crocodiles all look the same to me. Maybe it would work if you lived near like the Amazon oh, or something of that nature. Yeah, Florida, yeah, somewhere like that. Yeah. Ian Stewart um, Dixon. Actually... Oh, sorry, Al. No, go on. Oh, thank you, kindly gentlemen. Ian Stewart Dixon has one for you both. He's even gone to the trouble of seeing Alan C, which I like. Oh. Uh, let me see. Let me hand this over to you, boys. Reprompting joke replies. Have you finished those chores yet? Ah, uh, what chores? I'll have a yard of ale, thanks very much. Oh, well, no one's <laughs> ever said that. <laughs> what about if someone said that? I'll, I'll get around you. What are you having, Paul? I'll have a yard of ale, please, Steve. Oh. That's <laughs> just, that's opportunist. Yeah. Yeah, if I was buying that round, I'd say it's very metric, this this pub, I'm afraid. Mm, indeed. No yards. You were buying a round, I think um, we'd all be on the floor, mate. <laughs> Money-saving expert. 
030 or 030, if you want to stick with it, yeah. it's sent as a, um, one of these jokes. Uh, with a bar person, this one works with a good lead-in. Order drinks at a bar, i.e. two lagers, cider, gin and tonic, mm. Long Island iced tea, and a matabubu. Said bar person is led into saying, what's the matter, boo-boo? At which point, respond with, nothing, Yogi, what's the matter with you? Yeah. You get it? It's, what's, it's, what's the matter, boo-boo? I, I get it. No, I get it. You need, oh. you need to say, what's the matter, boo-boo? I don't know, Yogi. You need to do all that. There's no need. Yeah. You see, I would go, I what's the matter, boo Hey, God, in all respect. I think you're all right with what a matter, boo-boo, if the barman is in his 60s. Yes. I don't know if yeah. Yogi Bear is well known enough to. Uh, I'm not just Yogi Bear, but Yogi Bear's assistant. You need to know his name as well. I mean, but you know, difficult, isn't it? Yeah. It is difficult. Uh, we've also Speaking, had a suggestion. Oh, you uh, you suggested that um, friends had full stops after each of the letters, <laughs> giving it a sort of a CSI feel. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And six three zero has suggested. Forgettable relationships in endless '90s drama series. That's um, it's a it's a Harsh. negative negative calling Harsh. it a drama, but um, still quite <laughs> still quite clever though. I think it's definitely a comedy. I mean, now I'm guessing it, it a, didn't a stand dramedy? for that. You know, that's the new one, oh, isn't yeah. it? Was it? There used to be a thing Americans called them a warmedy. Oh. Which was a, a show which had a lot of warmth. And um, I think a lot of your modern, uh, your modern, not your kind of Mrs. Brown's Boys, but your modern, done without an audience sitcoms, are based often they're comedians who really want to be actors. And mm. so they keep it fairly drama based. So it might lead to other things. <laughs> We've also, uh, we've got another go-to trap joke. Okay, producer's waving the fez. I'm just going to get this in quickly, like Indiana Jones with the hat. This is not just after my Lyra. Uh, (laughs) Go on, fire it off. He's leaving Friday. Who? Go on, go on. Robinson Crusoe! Yeah, there you go. It's very, very, again, there needs to be a knowledge of... um, (laughs) Of not only it's it's really it's a, it's a sort of a boo boo. Um, it's a sort of a, yeah, a more literary version of boo boo. Is that the you need to know the sidekick as well as the main character. <laughs> Do you know how much those friends got paid for that reunion? I do. No, come on. Did they all get the same? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always get the same. They're, they're very good like oh, that. Oh, do they? Okay. They're like handful for parish council. You know, they keep they keep things fair. Uh, they got... They basically had to sit on the sofa hmm. for 90 minutes and say we loved it. But they got two and a half million dollars each. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How much would you That's and David right, get for... It'll never work! No, we Tom Stanley, but <laughs> but I would love it if you did that again. What I like about uh, they do have they have their cross to bear though. The friend. I can't think of any program that where you see more pictures of one of the stars looking young and then a picture <laughs> of them looking old right next. Oh, they yeah. really cannot stop that yeah. with friends. Yeah. Oh, no, what happened to poor Matthew Perry? That picture. <laughs> um. 
I mean, I, I didn't know friends, but um, Emily and um, Sarah, our producer, were saying that Matthew Perry was... Uh, he was the man. He was the like, the funniest guy. I didn't realise. I think he was. He was Chandler. Was the well. He sort of uh, yeah. altered our entire lexicon, essentially. Did he? Yeah, with mm-hmm. the I'm so, the use of so. Okay, for in what context? Well, in a very different context to how it had ever been used before. It's a sort of uh, how would you describe it, Al? It's a sort give of, us a par example, as we say at like the an bureau. Intonation thing. The intonation. So, Give us an example. A classic Chandler. Yeah, I don't understand. Wait, do, you, do you not understand? No, what do you mean to use so really in a different way? Words, Are you not so. familiar with the way he emphasised so? In well, print? if you are, why can't you give me an example? Well, it's just a word. Do, I'm so not doing that. Oh, he did. Oh, he That's started him. that, did Chandler he? invented that. Whoa, well. Okay. That's, um, we all clear on so? That yeah, puts him right I up there with so Humphrey Dave. <laughs> Okay. I found it very tense. <laughs> Interesting. I found it so tense. Matthew, well, I just didn't so understand tense. it. I don't want to be one of those I'm people sorry. who pretend they understand something when okay. they don't. Is not... everyone so across that now? Um, I so <laughs> get it. Oh. Do you think? Do you think Courtney I Cox gets Graham a Norton lot of emails? Huh? Courtney Cox gets a lot of emails from me. Yeah. She does. <laughs> does no, she? she doesn't. I always I thought, thought she was very lovely lady. I just thought with her initials, she might get a lot of emails. Oh, well, of oh, course, they used to be my initials in the old days. Right. What would you say about this, boys? Daniel Skipsey, is MASH, M star, A star, S star, H, another acronym titled sitcom, an example yes. of a warmody? No. Yes, it's, no, but it is... Um, oh, what is it? It's something Military? hospital. American... No, it's not military uh, American, is it? It ends in hospital. Okay. It's something to do with the hospitals that move about following the zones of war. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, that is a... But I don't think... Well, I think we've worked out that Friends isn't, uh, isn't an acronym. It's so not we'll an get acronym. get rid of the dots, guys. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> Call in those box sets. <laughs> Have you got a box set of Friends, Em? No. Al? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I've got um Nah, never mind. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Absolute radio. Can I ask you a a, a um, friend's question? Sure. Sure. Central Perks <laughs> which was yeah. like what the main like the central, not in their flats place on Friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that, that, for me, unless I don't get it, is a lame kind of a pun, isn't it? Because it's based on Central Park, obviously, but what is yeah. the per, what, what are the perks? What does that mean? The, the coffee perks one up, I think. Is that I mean, it? Is that the best they could come up for a joke that's going to be in every show? Mm. I'm trying to help them out. No. I mean, Why don't, you should write them a letter or something. Do you think I have grounds mm. for complaint? <laughs> well, that's good. That would have been a better title for the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. We've had... Uh, I've just heard from David Baddiel, which always fills me with happiness. Mm. And What's he complaining about? <laughs> He's not complaining. Oh, OK. He's just adding to the content this morning. And he has quite correctly uh, pointed out that Chandler's intonation, he was more famed for the use of B. Uh, 
e.g. could you be any more stupid? I don't know if that was aimed at me. I hope not, David, because <laughs> I love you and adore you. So that was Chandler, was it? Who did that as well, well? I would say I didn't realise they were um, such linguistic pioneers. The Friends I, cast. I would say mm. they're correct. I would say that doesn't make me incorrect, because I still would put so in the category of what I call the uh, the '90s irony emphasis. Um, yeah. For example, previously one would say, "Oh my God," now. Since Friends, it's oh my god. Okay. Oh yeah. So that was Friends, and then of course that travelled to OMG, didn't it? There you go. Am I right in saying that not at the end of something (laughs) you've said is that is Wayne's world? Is it? I think you're correct. Please tell me that's Wayne's world. I think there's a comedian who lays claim to that, who does um, really on um, yeah on on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Is it Richard Lewis? I think oh, I he claims him. that he invented not. Well, I do, I do <laughs> wonder that about. You know, when someone David sits... Know. You know, you sit in a bar with someone and they've slightly got... They're turned away from you and you say, oh, nice to see you back. <laughs> Did somebody write that? Yeah. I mean, am I... You know, you're stealing someone else's joke if you do that. David Baddiel, by the way, on the subject of Courtney Cox um, being angry about not getting an Emmy, I'm sure he wouldn't mind saying... He wouldn't mind well, me. you know what? We'll soon find out. Is that he told me that when he watched the British Comedy Awards on, alone and, <laughs> and he found himself saying, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. Over and over. <laughs> um, I hope he doesn't mind me telling that. I mean, that's something I love him for and identify with it, And you know what? He was probably right on every count. Well, the British Comedy Awards, um, I think it was on for 25 years and I got one award in all that time, 25 years, and it was my golden age. But I do like the fact that it's no longer on, but the dude <laughs> abides. <laughs> <laughs> so when you outlive the awards, maybe uh, they should be minding their own business on their opinions. <laughs> This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show at 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, coincidentally, I know if you're on one of the Decade channels, you won't have heard, but on the main Absolute channel, we just played Dancing in the Dark. And I'm told by um, my producer that Courtney Cox, who we were just talking about, was in the video of Dancing in the Dark. Is that mm. correct? Mm. Good trivia knowledge. She yeah. is, is a bit of trivia. What is Courtney Cox's connection with the band known as The Police? And known oh, as The um, Police, mm. <laughs> as opposed to the band who are indeed The Police. Yeah, I just was trying to avoid <laughs> saying what's her connection with The Police. <laughs> Getting her a bad <laughs> they want to talk to her about the inquiry. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Well, it, it's either to do with it's one of the the triumvirate. I'm assuming. Mm. Is it a personal connection? Yes, it's a personal okay. connection. Okay. Is it a stepdad or something? You know, Sting. It, I'm going to give Al that. Are you? Her okay. stepdad is mm. the uncle of Stuart Copeland, and I think she also oh. went out with Aaron Copeland, maybe, or one of the Copelands. So she's all over oh. the police like a rash. You've a cheap suit. Yeah. You've uh, you suddenly also, got a lot of police intel. I know. Right? Yeah, police intel. With, um, 
I'm afraid we've been picked up quite a lot by the uh, Well, I never complained world. about that. Have we? <laughs> I, don't if, I don't know if you remember, just a link or two ago, we were pouring scorn on the weakness <laughs> of the pun of um, Central Perks, mm. the cafe in, uh, in Friends, and many, many people have texted in to say uh, that they think it's a reference to the coffee machine, i.e. Uh, the coffee percolator, so central oh. perks. Yeah, and that rescues? So, that rescues it, according to the 3,000 no. texts. I mean, I would look, say it's I a love... bit of a shaky life raft, that one. Yeah, I think when you've got a team of, I think, over 3,000 writers sitting in a room uh, and they say, uh-huh. here's a joke that's going to be in every episode, um, a shortened version of the coffee machine and ponning <laughs> alongside Central Park is simply I mean, not good enough. When I've got, when if any not... of our very, I think, uh, brilliantly ponning um, re- yes. uh, listener, readers would, um, would like to offer what the coffee shop in Friends would have been called in an ideal world, you've got, you know, yeah. New York and everything to choose from. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'd love to hear from Sh- them. Shame the, uh, the Harvard lot. Can... We please have a small interlude for what I call a Badil Communication Corner. Oh, okay. Can I say, I've got to tell you this. Um, I'd, I'd said that thing about Dave saying um, that's wrong when he's watching the Comedy Awards, and I thought, oh, is he going to be all right with me saying this? Uh, and then that moment when a text comes through, you can see the dots. These dots come up, which means the other person's writing a text. It's always yeah. a tense moment. Have you ever had those ones where yeah. you're looking at the dots, you're looking at the dots, and then they've gone? So the other oh, person yeah. thought... Story of my life. Actually, I won't bother. <laughs> Yeah, I really want to text them then and say, what? <laughs> anyway, what does Dave say? Has he taken it well? The three dots were completed. OK. David Baddiel has this to say. Richard Lewis, you may recall you referred to him, Al. You did, said yeah. he claimed to have invented... The not joke. Not. Well, uh, David says, Richard Lewis claims to have invented from hell, as in she was the girlfriend from hell. OK. Oh, really? Great thing to claim to have invented. <laughs> Brilliant. Not was definitely Wayne's world. Hooray. Finally, oh. I can confirm, I did invent, that's wrong, that's wrong, <laughs> re the British Comedy Awards. Brilliant. I love David Baddiel. I love a sense of uh, these ownership things. I remember <laughs> the late Jeremy Hardy complaining that um, Jack T had stolen his timing. I mean, you're getting, <laughs> you're getting that into a fine area. Uh, Ian Angle has some Central Perk suggestions. Okay, okay I bet he does. Renaming it. I how bet. About, how about has-beens? Most American... Because it has-beens. Most American thing I yeah. could come up with that. Or Al Pacino. What, what would have been... <laughs> very, what would have been very good is if when they'd gone 
for the Friends reunion, they changed it to has-beens, but hadn't told any of the cast. And they just sat there in front of them. I'll be there for you. Oh. Just put has-beens next to a boarded-up Central Park. <laughs> yeah. But just sit them in front of the sign and they never notice. And they're talking, reminiscent about the old days in a warm-hearted way. And they only find out when they pick their phones up after they got 9,000 texts. That would, they missed an opportunity there of some some uh, note, I would say. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, did you know that... a good joke, I think. Oh, go on. Uh, I, I, I like it. 117 uh, says, Can you smell onions? No. What, not even up close? My husband Martin's favourite dad joke. I yeah. think that's quite I, good. I, I, I like think, it. I think that's pretty good, and I think... Um, that I don't w- understand it. <laughs> Can you smell onions? Well... No. It's because anything to do with onions, I just zone... I can't even think about that. Oh, well, fair You hate onions, don't you? Yeah, I don't just hate them. I mean, actually, I think about them a lot. I think about how... Yeah, but I mainly open. with hate. Mm. Yeah. When you think about them, do your eyes water? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? It's very layered. Oh, my approach to okay. them. My feelings okay. for them. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it. I um, Matthew Perry in the um, in the Friends reunion, by the way. There's a bit where he said, uh, "Oh, I fat every time I I I did a joke, mm. delivered one of the jokes on the show." I got incredibly, you know, I thought I was it I was going to I thought I was going to die. I was so anxious that it might not get the laugh. It was going to laugh. Mm-hmm. It was it was supposed to get. And mm. um weirdly the, the cast was surprised. I thought that's normal, isn't it? Well, what Jennifer Aniston said really? after that, I was so we were all so shocked that Matthew Perry I mean I felt like saying can I introduce you to my colleague <laughs> um, Matthew sure. Perry used to get into an anxiety state and she said we were astonished we had I felt so sad that he felt like that what he hadn't realised is that you do actually die when you do a joke that doesn't work incrementally <laughs> I would say every right, joke yeah, I've yeah. done that didn't work has taken perhaps three weeks off my life mm-hmm. I think that's just something you have yeah. to accept I also read what about this Matthew Perry has just sold his um, penthouse in LA for, he's a flat, remember, $21.6 million. It's a lot of money for a magazine. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, See, I think I sparked that by saying it was a flat. I I took it away from the penthouse idea. Can we do that again, Steve? (laughs) Because... Somewhat ironically, life. you're experiencing uh, a yeah. similar anxiety to Matthew. Yeah, Perry. a little person of the three weeks gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, still I'll think of the money I'll save on uh, heating. <laughs> to use a footballing term, not in the same league. Now. <laughs> Hey. It's nice to give the runners-up a little outing now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we've got some central park... They were our John the Baptist. <laughs> they, they paved the way. Uh-huh. We've got some uh, suggestions for, rather uh, astonishingly, Frank has um, come Cent- up with the text in, which is, how can Very we improve? Specific. Central Perks, a joke in every episode of 
friends, which was a bad joke. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people who say, oh, well, it's about percolators, in that case, it surely should have been central perk. And then yeah. it would have been a better wasn't it? pun. It was it central was perks, perk. oh, wasn't was it? it? I thought it was central perk. We'll ask Sarah. Central perk. Oh, oh it was singular. central perk. Yes. Yeah, okay. but do you trust Sarah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give them that. Um, but we... nobody got the percolator joke. Well, I'll tell you what they have got. Okay. Paul, well, I didn't. Paul Kirkley, he's come up with. Central Perkley. No. <laughs> Paul Kirkley's come up with. The unbearable lightness of bean. That's <laughs> a bit. a bit long. That's too long. Mr. Bean started writing all those um, <laughs> it be difficult great? novels. It'd be great if Mr. Bean had a sort of Woody <laughs> yeah. Allen. I'm going to do serious stuff from now on, and, and the unbearable lightness. <laughs> 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 really psychological. <laughs> Oh, I just have an existential gloom. <laughs> yeah. And like at the deathbed of his teddy bear, it opens like that. Oh, Can you man. imagine? And they shot the whole episode in black and white. Oh, like a yeah. mug and he didn't pull any faces. He, <laughs> he stopped just, doing that. He, like, he says that as he saw it. You just see him sitting on a church bench with a, the bell chiming. Oh man! Anyway, that was uh, okay. for those of you who want to tune in to uh, the unbearable likes <laughs> of Bean. Bean. <laughs> David of Stourbridge. Stourbridge. How you brewing? How are you brewing, Mur? Okay. That's all right. Quite like it. I like it. And Gary Burgess, American espresso. I know it's espresso. espresso, but I've intentionally added the X, so is he, as a pun on American, American Express. American Express? Oh, American yes. American Espresso. Right. Yes. OK. Well, keep them flooding in. Okay. Yeah. Um, Al's also, not impressed, can we I just... can tell. Al, what was your issue with that one? I'd I'd like to lance the boil of something else because we're getting a lot of texts about MASH saying mobile army, surgical hospital. Oh, yes. That's uh, what, yes. I said it was about moving about in the the theatre of war. Yeah, that was specific. Well, mobile is definitely... (laughs) Mobile, come on, and hospital. I mean, I I got the crux of it, but I didn't get the actual... uh, Mm. You know, remember that the... uh, Letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life, and I got the spirit of it. Okay. Yeah. I want to. Uh, oh, hold on! I've been shot up again. I mean, it's a see. It's it's like trying to be funny through a portcullis. <laughs> it's every time you take a breath, there's another piece you of know, metal you in the way. You need to go go down the Mr. Bean route and start exploring and not darker options. It. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Bean's radio <laughs> show would have been a pretty lousy <laughs> thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolute radio. Um, you were discussing earlier a hypothetical television show uh, based on the popular clothing brand River Island. Mm. Um, 306 has texted, Morning all, wouldn't River Island be the Hugh Fernley Whittingstall version with loads of people wearing lots of clothes making <laughs> sausages? What? Because, you know, his... His thing is River Cottage, isn't it? Yeah, so but... River Island is... Do you feel like, Are they doing a gag or have they got mixed up with River Island and River Cottage? What's, what's your... No, I think, they're, I think they're doing a gag. Oh, in, fair enough. Implying that Hugh Fernley Whittingstall uses the word river before stuff. Uh, I think that's it, what they're doing. Could it be something like St Anthony's or Sir Anthony's, their brand? 
the River Island brand. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm, I'm still trying to remember it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. I, um, we were speaking of sitcoms. Now, you may recall, Al, that me, every now and again, me and Emily, um, we... Well, hurry uh, up with the end of that sentence. We, um... We mention a sitcom we remembered as being brilliant, and that is Chance in a Million. <laughs> and right. it's one of those, I don't think either of us had watched it for probably 40 years. Mm. Anyway, I have discovered it on Forces TV. And um, Frank Skinner, Forces TV, I think, as I've seen a headline. <laughs> like that in the past. But um, it's... Um, How's it, how's it working out You for know you? what? It is good. It's good. I'd forgotten how much it was, I'm going to say, of its time. So there's a great many... Problematic. Like, yeah, <laughs> w- women uh, trapped in their underwear in a lift with him and that kind of thing. There's a lot right. of underwear. Mm. Um, I, I'm more like, so watch it with my partner. So... Oh. Um, so there's no risk of me at any point enjoying it, so I can, I can feel okay. <laughs> it's a bit like, remember AI films where you had to take an adult with you so you couldn't enjoy them? Yeah, it was, um, it's like that. And so I, I feel good about that. But it is funny, and Simon Callow and Brenda Blethyn are uh, fantastic in it, I must say. Mm. So, um, yeah, check it out. That's that's my. Uh, she's a sort of, she's a sort of librarian, a sort of mousy librarian who's got a passionate inner life, yes. which surprises you. Yes. It's a sort of Matt Hancock type. Oh my god! <laughs> structure they've got to it. Glad he's been mentioned. Could he be any more of a hypocrite? <laughs> well, look, hands off that bit guy. Of okay. Viola. I really like him. Not! <laughs> Just get my eye. Can I ask, though, on the subject, there is certain TV I would say we I were, use... We were on a break. You know, yeah, I've used that. Yeah, I have used that from <laughs> Um Chewing gum TV, this is what Terry Wogan said to me. Terry, you know, TV is just like chewing gum. Do you ever have... Is there a programme that you use as your on in the background makes you feel happy, but you're not really giving it everything? For me, it's Allo Allo, which is on most nights. And even though there's like Nazis in it and stuff, it's a very sort of... There's a sort of very therapeutic feel to the show. It feels like it's from a time when things didn't need to be so fast and so... And also, you love French accents, don't you? Well, good moaning. The fact that bloke does that every show, he does the good moaning thing, is um, is, is really... But I've always loved good moaning. (laughs) It's amongst the funniest uh, genre. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text from 570 that I'd like to bring to your attention. Uh, it's, It's quite long, but it reads... Granted, I missed the beginning of this central perk chat, but Mm. why is it a bad joke? It's a double pun. It's because it's near Central Park Mm. and perk. I'm guessing they mean the perk. I think it's serendipitous, as it could mean perk for coffee perking you up, which is my misunderstanding. And also, what's the alternative if they want it to be a pun on Central Park? Central Pork? (laughs) And well, then they, they add the, uh, I don't see why they, they couldn't they have just know. met in a butcher's <laughs> okay. on, on the show. 
Now uh, carry on, Al, there's more. Let's all take it easy. That's but, more. No, the last bit is just a little bit of praise for us, even though it sounds like they're slagging us off. But, okay, um, well, we'll leave that. No, we, don't, we, don't, we don't read praise. Yes, um, well, obviously some people like... I think some people like friends and so they've lowered their standards on the pond judgment is what's happened. Okay. <laughs> they've got the whole of New York that you can pon on and with uh-huh. coffee. I mean, surely team of writers I mean say 18,000 writers worked on um, yeah. something like that yeah on I think Friends that's ballpark estimate yeah. yeah which ballpark would that be um, the, the Mets or the Yankees yeah. Yeah. okay so there's that and uh, I think we've finally got an answer to what the dots are on the Friends logo. Yes. Because I was saying, I thought maybe that it was an acronym and the FRI, etc., stood for something. But I think Emily might have a, re- a very intriguing answer. <laughs> Jane has been in touch. Jane. And she's forwarded some correspondence, uh, which she's found on uh, a sort of Reddit-type forum. Cora, I think it's called. Reddit. Jane says oh. a take on the dots between the a take on the dots between the friends logo. Sorry, wrong emphasis there. The proposed theory. This is from a contributor on uh, Quora. The proposed theory is quite probably true. The six dots between the letters in Friends are the colours of umbrellas which the characters were holding oh. in the title song. Rachel and Ross, red, signifying love, desire and passion. Joey and Chandler, blue, signifying trust, faith, confidence between them. Monica and Phoebe, yellow, showing conflict, as is relevant from the fact that Phoebe left Monica's apartment for the latter's controlling tendencies. Mm. Thank you. That See, I love that. I love that people have worked that out about the Friends logo. Mm. I don't care if it's not correct. It seems to be like a fabulous structure. I really want to watch the opening bits now and check their brolly colours. Imagine mm-hmm. what they've done with the opening credits of Shane. Yes, <laughs> which was a song written by the man who wrote and starred in it. I didn't, you know, just turn up and act like those guys in uh, Friends. Still, that's a, a yet another comparison between Shane and Friends. Don't you just get fed up of them? I wish people had stopped doing that all the time. Yeah. And Courtney Cox of Bromby, of course, as well. Is she? Well, she's from Birmingham, Alabama. I don't know if they call it. Oh, do they call, do they call it Brom? That. You can't claim that. It's ridiculous. I'd love to know like if, if they call them Brommies from Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> There'll be someone on there. Anyway, look, um, enough of this. Thank you so much uh, for listening to us today. Mucho appreciato. And um, <laughs> I, have to say, I have to say good luck to England. <laughs> on two. If England can beat Germany, I will feel that the perfect summer that Germany took away from me in 96 has been returned. Anyway, don't forget, you can also download the latest episode of my poetry podcast every Wednesday from wherever you get your podcasts. Sort of out there. I think we've covered all the flags and all the references to the forthcoming week. I thank you so much for listening to us today. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out, all of you. 